Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. That's a great warning, great teaching, and divine advice and commandment. Let's think on that in a little bit. But first, a thank you to our J-Webb, and greetings to everyone. We really appreciate each and every one of you that join us for our broadcast here from the International Gospel Hour. We're honored you have chosen to listen to us today. Let's think about this lesson text of 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 17, and consider the word separate. That is a word defined that means to mark off from others by boundaries, or to limit. Okay, we can grasp that pretty good. But let's consider the definition in the Greek language of which the New Testament was penned. This word is a passive word in a reflexive sense. Now, folks, let me stop here. If you're like me, you're probably thinking, Jeff, give it to us in English, because when I see that, I have to stop and think on that a little bit. This means it is a word, that is the word separate, that shows action of the subject upon itself while acted upon by another agent. Now, here we go again. Separate. It shows action of the subject upon itself while acted upon by another agent. In other words, there is something that is causing the person to be separate and will help them to become separate, will help them not to touch what is unclean, will help them as God receives them. Dear friends, I can tell you what will help us be separate from the world. God's grace. It's there. It's a teaching grace, which means... This is acted upon by another agent. We obey the teaching, and that helps us be separate from the world. Dear friends, you know the definition of that is Titus 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that, denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Oh, that is one of my favorite texts. I love that text. The grace of God, when we separate ourselves from the world, we see that that word is an action word come out from among you while acted upon by another agent or as we are taught and learn about the grace of God that helps us to teach or to learn, to deny, and to live the right way. 
Let's look at this text a little bit more in a moment, as we are commanded to keep ourselves separate from the world. But first, a little bit of information about the International Gospel Hour YouTube channel. You hear us over the air and online. Check out the International Gospel Hour YouTube channel and view us as well. See episodes of Book, Chapter, and Verse available through our friends at the Gospel Broadcasting Network, hosted by our Jeff Archie. And stay tuned for the new weekly TV version of the International Gospel Hour coming soon. That's the International Gospel Hour channel on YouTube. Subscribe today. It's free. And dear friend, let me also add that when you subscribe to the YouTube channel, click on that little bell you see there. That allows you to receive the notification when a new program comes up, and that will allow you then to view it at your convenience 24-7. Let's talk about how we learn salvation by the grace of God. We want to know how to keep ourselves separate from the world. Well, first, we need to be taught the grace of God. Again, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us. That's Titus 2, 11 through 14. It teaches us to deny, teaches us how to live, teaches us how to look. You know, for by grace, dear friends, we are saved through faith, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. God grants us that system of faith of which we are to be obedient, the one faith from Ephesians 4 and verse 5, and then through our faith and obedience to the faith of Christ, the one faith, then we are able to understand salvation through God's grace. After all, when we repent of our sins, that's through the grace of God, for in Romans 2, 4, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. And in Matthew 16 and verse 16, when Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, the grace of God allows us to make the good confession that we believe He is the Son of God and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father, Philippians 2.11. The grace of God also teaches us to be baptized, dear friends. That is part of the gospel message, Romans 1.16, the power of God unto salvation, wherein the righteousness of God is revealed, First, or rather Romans 1.17. In 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, we understand specifically there that the gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ, a gospel that they heard, that they received, wherein saved them, and wherein they stood. And isn't it wonderful to see, or shall I say, isn't it wonderful to see in Romans 6, 3-6, the parallel of baptism with the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ? One is dead in sin, buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. You see, the grace of God teaches and instructs us what to do, how to deny, and how to live. And the grace of God teaches us to remain faithful unto God. In Revelation 2 and verse 10, faithful unto death, keep walking, keep pursuing. And according to 1 Peter 5 and verse 12, the grace of God gives us a place wherein to stand. Dear friends, we learn salvation through the grace of God. That is how we are taught and how we should deny and how we should live. That brings us actually to our second one, that we are to, number two, deny the sin. Deny ungodliness and worldly lust. 
Deny ungodliness. There's no reverence toward God when one is ungodly. There is no obedience. And so we must deny ungodliness. We must be obedient and have a reverence toward God to respond to Him, to His wonderful grace that teaches us. The worldly lust we are to deny. When we desire that which is forbidden, it pulls us away from God. But God provides for us through His grace to deny those things that lost, that caused us to sin and be lost before. We deny the sin that causes one to fall short of God's glory, Romans 3.23. We deny the sin that results in a wage of death or wages of death, Romans 6.23. Sin also separates us from God so that He will not hear us, Isaiah 59, 2. We cannot live a life of sin that comes between us and God, and then when we die, we think, well, God will just receive me anyway. If sin came between us here, it's going to be between us there. Sin that one must lay aside. To lay aside the sin, the weight, and all that, Hebrews 12 and verse 1. So, dear friends, we deny the sin. Here's the third thing to keep us separate, not only learning salvation through the grace of God, therefore denying the sin, but when we are obedient to the gospel, then we are taught how to live in this present world. The words soberly, righteously, and godly come forth, Soberly simply means with a sound mind, the ability to discern, as Ezekiel stated in Ezekiel 44.23, to discern between the holy and the profane. To be able to discern and to make a right choice, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and of a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. In other words, now that we are obedient, we are going to live with a sound mind and make the right choices. To live righteously simply means to be agreeable with that which is right. The Lord's judgments are right. Psalm 119.75, His precepts or His word is right. Psalm 119.128. So as we live soberly with a sound mind, we live righteously, feeding ourselves on the righteousness of God through the gospel. Romans 1.16 and 17. And then we are to live godly with a reverent and a religious attitude. Second Timothy 3 and verse 12 speaks of living godly, to reflect God in our lives. And that's where His Word comes in that instructs us of what we should do. Dear friends, let's pause here and tell you a little bit about how to contact us here at International Gospel Hour, if we can be of help to you. And I'll be back to wrap up our program in a moment. What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll-free number 1-855-IGH-6988 to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question, or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988 or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. Friends, we learn salvation through the grace of God. We deny the sin and obedience to His will, and we live in this present world as then we look for the return of Christ, the one 
for whom we keep ourselves separate from the world. That's back to Titus 2, 13 and 14. Dear friend, may I ask you a question? Are you separate from the world? Will you obey the gospel of Christ through His faith or through your faith, repentance, confession, and baptism? Let us help you toward that end, and let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour. I'm Jeff Archie, and dear friends, until next time, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com.